Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain West Wire football podcast. Week 10, dude. Week 10 preview. MWWire.com. Find all of our stuff we like to write about. Previews, uh, random stuff we discuss, like rankings and the playoff stuff is out because that's a uh, jo- here with Josh. We're like we discussed literally five seconds ago. Do we talk about it? Yeah, we'll wait till next week, right? When we know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Just to give it another week. And I do like the Twitter guy, twenty followers. People are arguing with. I'm like, I'm done with this after a minute. Chilean <laughs> fan, get over yourself. <laughs> Enjoy the ride. But we're gonna get into we're getting to a rivalry game here. Friday Night Football, CBS Sports Network. Your, when I say your, I mean Josh, your Colorado State Rams are traveling to Laramie, Wyoming. What is the actual distance? I've driven that before. Is it less than 100 miles between Fort Collins and Laramie? I think it's less than 70 miles. It's pretty close. About an hour drive, last time I recall. Because I've driven from Salt Lake City to Air Force Academy for something. And I know Colorado Springs to like Fort Collins about an hour. Is that the case? No. Shorter? Uh, it could. It's it's forty five miles to from where I live to Fort Collins, mm-hmm. and it's like another hour and a half from where I live to the Springs. Okay. Yeah, it's about it's about two hours according to Google Maps. It's one hundred thirty three miles. Okay, I thought it was a touch closer. Still, that's a close rivalry. Yeah. The bronze boot. They had the boot. What's it called? The bronze boot walk or run on Thursday. They had tonight. Yeah, it's the bronze. Yeah, it's the bronze boot run. So the um, the away teams ROTC. Battalion t- relay runs the ball up to the border. CSU has the longer run, um, especially when they are the away team because it's uphill. Mm. Um, so I think it's like yeah, it's like forty something miles, and then Wyoming takes it like twenty something miles to their stadium. Uh, there's a whole ceremony up there. CSU fires their cannon. So it's exciting. I like rivalries. That's what you want to do. College football, the bronze boot. So this particular game, Wyoming's a five and a half point um, favorite at home. What we've seen enough of the Rams, like you're a Rams guy. We I saw them in person. You see them quite frequently in person. What is your thought against Wyoming? Because we see what Wyoming cannot do on offense. Like literally, they cannot do offense. That's what I'm getting at. They they don't have offense all that much. Yeah. Is this a game where like Harrison Whaley comes in and after missing a bit, he comes back at his full strength? Is Torrey Horton healthy for the Rams? Like, could he do something against his defense? I, I mean, we'll have to see. I know Torrey Horton's a game time decision because mm-hmm. uh, he was held out the entire second half against Air Force. I mean, there's a couple other injuries that CSU has. It all depends. Like, every everyone's hurt this time of year. They're all hurt. Like, it's just a matter of is it bad enough for it to be an injury? So that that's just it. It's like everyone takes knocks. You know, mm-hmm. Harrison. Like Boise State, just like I mean, I think uh, what it, I think Jesse said that you know Craig Bell said there were no major injuries coming out of last week's game against Boise. They just got crushed. So it's just a matter of how effectively are they recovering. So like, can I know Whaley missed the previous week. So now it's a matter of right, did he get his leg? Did he get the rust off against Boise? And is he now full strength against Colorado State? That's just it's something you're gonna have to w- wait and see. Yeah, that, that's a big deal because if who, what do you think the bigger losses for say Whaley's still kind of coming back or Horton? Is it who do you think is the bigger loss for like who? Well, not the better player clearly because I know I think we all agree Tory Horton's a better player. If either team does have that player, who does it impact more? Do you think? Because I think it's uh, Wyoming. Yeah, I think if if 
Whaley isn't there. I think that's the bigger hit for them. I know they had – when did he go out? Did he miss Wyoming completely? Or, sorry, did he miss the Air Force game completely? Yes, he didn't play that game, yeah. Did not I play. mean, they, they were able to hold their own a little bit. You know, Andrew Peasley stepped up. So it's just a matter of, all right, if, if someone gets shut down, who steps up? I mean, that was that was one of my keys for CSU in case the starters couldn't go because uh, one of our uh, Camberato is potentially out. Um, Chigozier and Nuzium is potentially out as well. So it's just a matter of, all right, who, who steps up next? You know, Justice Ross Simmons was the leading receiver last week. So if, he, if Torrey can't go, he's probably number one. Then, you know, Lewis Brown, and we can't forget about, you know, Dalen Holker. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, all right, Dylan Goffney, the SMU transfer, who else is going to step up after that? Because that's really who's going to make the difference for both teams. Because, you know, if Hairless, if Whaley's on a pitch count, like who, who actually steps up? You know, Andrew Peasley's the next leading rusher on the team. Yeah, all these guys get injured and not playing. Like DQ James is not around. He got removed from the team, stuff like that. And so if they had their depth, it's they think it's why I'm going to usually find a guy to do it. But they've had so many guys no longer available. That's going to be it's going to be an interesting thing. I just can easily throw it up because when I was watching the UNLV CSU game, CSU held UNLV to six field goals, so their yeah. defense can step up when needed. And if Wyoming, like they don't, they're not they're like zero dimensional team. Like what do they do? Like, they are sitting at what five and three. Like this is not a knock on them. I know Peasley does have thirteen touchdowns and three picks, which is quite well. But but he only has a thousand yards through seven games. His completion rate's a little bit better than we thought. But I would bet anything. Like okay, Ram, okay, you playing the Rams? Okay, beat us passing passing through the air. Like is Wyatt what Willand Wyland? What excuse me? What Wyatt Willand? Excuse me. With his twenty six catches, gonna beat you? I don't know. I hear Asante has a deep threat potential, but nothing really scares me about the Wyoming offense. I think the Rams defense could do well enough, and they have just more options. I'm, do you know the update if there's a if Morrow's gonna Morrow's every Morrow's gonna play? Is there anything with him? Because he didn't play last week. He did play last week, or no, no stats. Was... I should say that's what it was, right? Yeah, he he, he was only in for a couple of plays. Uh, it may be a pitch count type of thing because it was because it was a knee injury that he he was coming back from. So we'll see. I mean, Van, like the reason they've been running with Van Shield as as the running back, besides um, Kobe Johnson being out for the season with a back injury, is he's a very good pass protector, and that's kind of what they were missing at the beginning of the year, just a little bit is is some good pass protection. And, you know, I mean, like we all joke that you know he got the captain america serum at the beginning of the year because yeah. <laughs> one of the one of the pictures that got taken during during photo day was just like he's just this ripped guy in, in a football uniform so it's it's like he, he's he brings that strength to the to the ground game that was kind of missing from the team yeah that'd be interesting i i'm trying to think like what's the difference between these teams because the rams they're probably better than the record a little bit but i would say this when we look at well, Wyoming for like their defensive line, they're supposed to be like really, really, really good. I didn't realize this stat. I'm looking at trip.com. They put a couple things together. Wyoming only has their 99th in the country in sacks with 14. Like they had Devon Harris, who's has three, but they're not like they got no sacks against Boise last week. Their pass rush isn't we because we're all say a defensive line is like the best in the country, or best in the conference, and more than the best in the country. They're not li- living up to that, and maybe they can get a chance with the Rams' offensive line and what. They like what they can or can't do, because what? How many times as a I don't have in front of me, but what's the sack rate for CSU? Oh, um, it's a lot better this year. I know it's better. I, I'm trying to recall exactly what it is. How many oh, times? Oh, is it, yeah, because I had I had Wyoming sack up, but he's been sacked uh, thirteen times, Peasley. But they've been sacked uh, ten, uh, eleven. They've total. only given. I would say they've only given up eleven sacks on the year. So and, yeah, and ten against uh, with Braden Fowler and Nicolosi. So. That's an area where, well, they've improved quite a bit. And one, we don't what they were or what we expected. If they can get after the quarterback, that's like it's a dumb key for anything. But if they could be what we thought they would be, that's a possibility. And if the running game is just okay and they know they're going to throw more, maybe they can manipulate or do something creative to get out there. But even if, the, like, not having Tory Horton could kind of, or even limited, could be an issue in this situation just because you have one less guy out there. But while we need to have that pass rush, clearly. And 
If they don't, that's still not a death sentence against this team. Defense is still really good. They're just not elite. And so that's just something if we're looking for like to level up and take the next step. Like, okay, get a sack or two, cause a lot more pressure. And that's, I think, an area where if they do it, it's added bonus. But I don't think it's necessary to win, but just be like a nice to have, I think. Yeah, I think, I think both of these teams are like, if they can just get an okay offensive performance <laughs> from the area they struggle in, you know, it's it's then it becomes a literal coin toss. Yeah, because I, if both teams have, you know, they do great at what they normally do. Mm-hmm. They get an okay performance. Then it's going to come down to execution and who does who does their job better. I I don't know, man. This I know it's just like six points, five and a half. That seems a lot, though, because over it's going to be a slower scoring game. Obviously, it's not going to be weather's not going to be a problem like Air Force game last week. I want to lead Wyoming, but like the, nothing screams to me Wyoming should win this game because they're this much better in all these areas. They don't have the better quarterback. Um, they have, like The receivers aren't as good. Their pass game's not very great. Their defense is great, but not elite. Whereas the Rams have one of the best All-American, like a defense, essentially. They have a better, better, more passing options on offense, a better quarterback who can throw. If you're just going to look at who these teams have, like there should be... Like honestly, the Rams should be better than what they are at five and three or three and five. Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, there, there's and that that's part of the the learning process for this team is you know they have to learn how to win because that, there's mm-hmm. three I think three games this year that they absolutely had a chance and it should have won. You know, if they hadn't, you know, either just something happened last minute that that went wrong, or you know they just laid an egg for Utah State. But it's just and mm-hmm. I think. I think Wyoming has a, a little bit of an advantage here just because, you know, they've been, most of these kids have been in the system the entire time. Mm-hmm. This is Craig Bull's 10th year. They know how to win at home. I mean, Wyoming is undefeated at home this year. That is, that is one advantage they have going for them mm-hmm. right now. But it, it's, I literally think this one is going to come down to execution is who's going to execute better in all three phases, because we've seen special teams make an enormous difference for the, for the Rams this year, especially. Well, and Wyoming has a great kicker as well. And so it's like they yeah. have good field goal units good. Like Muhammad Kamara, who I mentioned briefly, like 10 and a half sacks for the Rams. Like that's freaking ridiculous. That's more than – is that? it's almost as much as the whole Wyoming football team has right now for the sacks on there. They have, what, 14, I think it is? It is uh, more than New Mexico has as a team. <laughs> I think Wyoming's going to win, but I'm not comfortable with it. So I I told you this. Do you remember what I told you on Sunday about why I'm picking CSU to win? I don't recall, but we're fine, everybody. It is the ring of win in Denver. Mm, Oh, that's right. Yeah, explain that again for everybody. So if you look at the schedule for the past week between the Denver Broncos, the CU Buffs, and the CSU Rams, there is one win to go around between the three of them. It has held true for the past few weeks. So – Denver is on a bye this week. The Buffs play Oregon State, and there's no chance they win that game. So I'm picking CSU. I mean, I don't – I feel like this is one of those bounce-back wins for CSU. Like, I am I mean, there's been some other wins. I think they uh, they beat um, – they beat them in football – or volleyball this past week. Mm. Um, they beat them in – what other sport did they beat them in this week? And then see then CSU's in the soccer championship as well up and that's being held in Laramie too. So CSU has you know some momentum on their side school wide wise. Now it's just a matter of can the football team continue that? That'd be fun, right? Yeah. So and I, and in my in my prediction post <laughs> or in my key, Rams keys post, I said CSU is going to win twenty four twenty. God, it hits the over at forty one and a half. I just. Like, when you think about who's going to win these games, who has the best player on the field? Like, who's the best player? When you look overall, CSU... If, if, we're, not, if we're not accounting for injuries, Torrey Harden. Well, I know I'm just saying in general, like, what, what which team has the better playmakers? Like, Mohamed Kamara. Yeah. Torrey Horton. If Harrison Whaley's healthy, same thing with him. I think CSU has more playmakers, right? Like, they have the best yes. best tight in the conference, best receiver in the Tough. conference... One of the better quarterbacks in conference. Like, he has 11 picks. That's a big concern. If, if Wyoming picks him off twice, it's game over. So that's the one area. If CSU's going to win, they can't. I'd say they maybe one pick max for Nicolosi. 
That's well, he hasn't. He's it was, he's only thrown a pick in the past few weeks. That's so. good. So keep that trend up. Um, but also playing Wyoming's defense is a bit better than UNLV. But that's that's a good way. I know he's he's improved on that. But I just it'll come back again because I'm looking throughout the season. Like I know he had three versus Utah State, two three versus Colorado. So six were a while ago, over a month ago. He's only had. Uh, four in in October, but again, three were one game, zero the past two. If he can keep that trend going, that's a way to win. But I, I'm going to lead Wyoming, but it's going to be – I'm going like 17-14 Wyoming. Super close, super low, defensive game, that type of thing. I mean, I, I think CSU can win those too. I mean, their defense has stepped up. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they I mean last year was only a one-point game, so it's just a matter like – It'll be my third time saying it, but it's just going to be a matter of who executes more oh, and better. I agree. I think it'll be close. I'm not surprised with whoever wins this game. It wouldn't shock me. Because I do think CSU is better than their record. If CSU wants to go to bowl game, they must win this one. Not really. No? You don't think so? They play San Diego State, Nevada, in Hawaii. Tendia. Oh, I forgot. Oh, okay. My bad. I was trying to well, pump it up, man. It's an important game. <laughs> I, I'll say this. If they want to be comfortable with the bowl game, they need to win. Yeah, if they want to be, if they want to be comfortable, yeah, they have to win. If they if if they're okay with no margin for error, then they can go dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> they can go. This legit could be a seven to five team. That's wild. Yeah. All right. Next game, we move on to Saturday, twelve thirty Mountain Time, Army versus Air Force, and I'm glad you pointed. I think as you pointed out, being played at the home of the Denver Broncos for some reason. So Air Force. Well, I actually I I found the article about. Um, I forget if it was uh, Brett Brigman who wrote it, but it was in the Springs paper. Um, they're doing construction on Falcon Stadium. Oh, I didn't realize that. Hmm. Yeah, so the, the capacity was dropped to 38,000 for this year. Hmm. And the last time Army played at Air Force, they had 41,000 people show up. Okay. And there could be, what is what is that mild high feel? Probably do 60 plus, easy? It, it's close. It's a little over 70, but okay. I also looked at tickets this morning because I considered going. They mm-hmm. only have the lower level and club level open. Oh, so pricey. So probably 40 to 50 would be max. Nice. And so this technically would mean Air Force has two neutral site games they played this year. Because Army, it was, when they played Navy's at Annapolis, they played at NRG when they played Sammy State. Now they're playing here. Interesting. But they face Army, who's not great this year, going through a transition offense. They're not typically doing the triple option dive attack. They do do that if they they've only won two games. But when they get some sort of lead, they do kind of revert back to that a little bit. But they are not necessarily doing what they've done historically. They I don't know if they're still doing it, but I watched the UTSA game a little mm-hmm. bit. They were running the triple option from shotgun. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. It's mixing. I think what they're doing, which is smart is that I know Brady Hoke did this the first time around at San Diego State when they went from power running, like with the lot of passing to kind of uh, basically they want to make the talent, mix the talent with what they have. So it's not like with their coach, they can't just change 100% away from it. So they're going to mix in of what they want to do with what they have. And so they've been doing both, but they've been kind of moving away a little bit from that. But they've also lost five in a row. They've they've only beaten it. UTS. So I don't know how they beat UTSA, man. That was like a month ago or two months ago. Seems like forever ago. And they yeah. also beat Delaware State. So we don't have to expect a rivalry game. Air Force is a huge seventeen and a half point favorite. You see the lines thirty two and a half. Yeah, I think it's the second lowest because isn't the Iowa line like twenty nine and a half somehow? And like five yeah, point favorites. They're playing Northwestern. Okay. okay. Would you take the under I'd in that game? The, if I would bet, if I was betting on the Iowa game, I would take the under. I'm too afraid to do it when I see their games. I'm like, I did take one. Or I won a weird parlay where I put the under. Maybe when I played Wisconsin, I took the under. I took them to cover because I think it was like 17 to 10. And they're like three-point favorites. And I picked some other random games for like 50 bucks. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But I took the weirdest parlay. I'll take the under and then the cover. <laughs> but uh, this is an interesting line because not just line, but remember last week Air Force and or recently Air Force Navy. That was – Came out exactly. It was only like, seventeen to six. Yeah, but it's still yeah, it was a low scoring game. Um, Zach Lear, I guess, is healthy in spite of wearing that heavy brace. Are we still believing he's okay? No, I mean we, Sean brought it up yeah. after our conversation on Sunday. He's like, he's not the same athlete he was. He's not the same explosive. You know, they've leaned 
they've leaned a little bit more on you know Emmanuel Michael and there's Emmanuel Michelle and um, Eldridge. Eldridge, yeah, they leaned more on them. I also noticed in the CSU game they were splitting Eldridge out wide. So I don't I don't know if that's something they've been doing all year or if that's just something that they've been doing since Larry got hurt. But you know, it is something that you know teams are now having to account for when one of their star running backs or star um, split backs is you know he's he's out wide. You know, what are they doing with them? Yeah, and I know also too when they're passing, they weren't going downfield. I wonder if that's something that's a plant foot because they're doing short passes last week. And that was more because of the weather. I just you know, I'm just saying, hey, and it, well, no, think of this way: your weather, your knee slip. Why would you want to play? Like it's all together. I think I can say a little bit. Yeah. maybe I could be completely wrong, but both could be right. You know what I mean? Like why, why throw deep when it's wet and rainy or cold and. But yeah, ticket sales. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see what exactly is here because you said there's what fifty thousand sold. I wonder how well, many. That, I think that could be to max capacity. Maxi, I'm trying to see it here. There's a couple things. Uh, they had oh, Notre Dame fifty six thousand in two thousand two, Oklahoma two thousand one, the renovated stadium forty six. It's eh, interesting. I want to see a big crowd. But so we look at what Army's done, which is not a ton this year, with them new with not having their traditional offense and playing how like, they've just been not a good team. So the, okay. They beat, um, as you mentioned, Delaware state, UTSA, they got beat by UMass last week, man. They got like, what? This team's not good. They lose. They get their butt kicked by a bad UMass team. They're terrible. And I don't know what they, they don't really do much of anything well, because clearly we know they don't throw the ball. They do more than in pass because, believe it, do you know how many passes they've thrown all year? Do you want to take a guess through eight games? Uh, let's say 75. 133. That, that's, that's quite a bit for the Army, for the Armed Forces, right? <laughs> yeah. So like they, they're throwing out more, but still Brandon Daly's quarterback, still doing his thing. He has a couple touchdowns. They run reasonably well. They still run a million guys out there, but they – just don't like they're they're in a year where they're moving from running exclusively triple option with two receivers. Now they're actually passing the ball a good amount. They're barely completing fifty percent of the passes. This is a game Air Force like literally should run away with. There is no reason they shouldn't win, but seventeen and a half is a lot. I don't know if they'll get there, but I don't like. We see what Air Force defense can do. We, you mentioned what they're making a few tweaks on offense with Eldridge. I, I don't know if Army can keep pace or do anything offensively against his defense. Like, their best runner is their quarterback, which is not out of the ordinary. But they have guys like Kenya Uda, who does okay, but he's like 300 yards in the year. 300 yards in the year. They don't have a, a defensive player with more than two sacks on the um, for the year. They don't have many receptions. They only have four. They don't do a lot of anything good. They have no elite defender. I don't, they're just... There's a reason they're two and six, man. It's a bribery game. We'll see. Oh, you got to lean on that. Are they going to cover? Because that my most interesting thing is they can cover because I don't think they will. That's too many points. I mean, Navy, Navy sucks, and they covered against Air Force. By half a point. They still covered. I know, but this is 17 and a half, not 10 and a half. Army's going to cover. Like, Yeah, yeah, no, I what, agree. What, no, no, I agree. I'm saying, yeah, but eight, this is too many for Air Force to do it. Oh, too, too many, yeah, too many for Air Force, yeah. I'm going to go, I, I think it's going to be 20 to 7. That was that was going to be my pick. Too, I right? go first, I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so both of us pick 27. All right, next game, 1 o'clock Pacific at Mackey Stadium, Hawaii versus Nevada. We thought last week's game, Mexico versus Nevada. This is even worse, right? Yeah, I mean, you got Nevada beating New Mexico 34-24. Mm-hmm. We thought Hawaii was going to do something against San Jose State. I think we had San Jose State winning, but we, we still thought they were going to do, do something. Yeah. I don't I, – I really don't know what to think of Nevada because, you know, are they turning a corner or are they just playing – teams down that are now at their level i i really don't know i i mean nevada's three and a half point favorites the over under is 50 and a half that that seems like a trap game at least from the the spread i would if 
if I was putting money on the game, I'd be putting it on the over. I wouldn't touch the money line or the spread. Um, yeah, 50 seems like a lot for Hawaii. Were they – sorry, you mentioned the score. They got shut out last week, right? 47-0? Yeah. It's 35-0. Thirty-five nothing. They got shut out. Nevada scored six points versus Nevada, 34 or excuse me, versus San Diego State. 34 last week versus New Mexico. If you forced me to do something on that, we'll get some more of the game details. But if you forced me, I would take the under to heart. I think the under is a good bet, man. 50 and a half. There's no way they're scoring 50 points. Before the loss to San Jose State, mm-hmm. Hawaii was averaging 60 points. 60, around 60-something points. Uh like, let's see, Nevada, you know, 58-6, and 59. I think the overhit's easy. You think so? Yeah. I don't know, man. Hawaii's not scoring many points. But they're giving up so many points. That's your thing. That's like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, I don't, but so, is, so is Nevada. I, that's, what I'm that's, that's the only thing I'm wondering about. Like, are, if both defenses so bad, these offenses are going to do something special? Or, or you could be right. I mean, I thought the same thing was going to happen with CSU and UNLV True. because both defenses aren't, aren't that good there. And then it actually turned into a defensive battle. Yeah. So it's just a matter of, you know, who, who steps up. I don't I don't think the, the defenses are going to step up. I mean, they might. I think the offense is a run of the day. Uh, I don't know. I would say if, I'm, if you're going to give me a team, I'd go Hawaii. would have more upside. They have more playmakers in the offense. Like, yeah, I mean, if, if if we're if you're going back to the, the CSU Wyoming side, yeah, mm-hmm. I think Wyoming, Hawaii definitely has more playmakers because we haven't really seen much of anything outside of Brandon Lewis for Nevada. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know what else to say besides that they, this is somehow this isn't the Sickos game of the week because the Sickos game of the week is Iowa Northwestern. Uh, this is a close, <laughs> which to close be second. fair is. Correct. You're right. It's just close because Nevada has Lewis and Sean Dollars. Eh, no, Jamal Bell has the most receptions, but Delavion Campbell has come up big with a big like. I guess he is total yards. I guess. Point. Yeah, I, I'm going to be fair. How many? Hold on. How many touchdowns does Nevada have passing? Four. because AJ Bianco's played a touch a hair more as two. Brendan Lewis has two as well, but six picks. They've been sacked 21 times. Yeah. Why is one for, for a running quarterback, that seems wrong. Yeah, well, it does. I, that's why he's running so much. He's running for his life back there. I am going to – I think Hawaii's going to run away with this one, even though they're on the road. It'd be crazy if Nevada were, were to win three in a row. But I'm going to go 28-6 Hawaii. I think Brandon, Brandon Shager's going to have a big game. Not turn over a ton. I just don't think Nevada has any offense doing anything. Well, I, I don't know, man. It's hard to say. These both these. I'm going back to what you mentioned. How many points Hawaii's given up all these games? Yeah. Hawaii's, I mean, they're getting like 35, 42, 41, 40. But Nevada's just dreadful on offense. Okay. I'll make a slight change. 28, 24 Hawaii. But then it goes against I, me taking the under. I don't know what to do, man. Hawaii's going to win, but it's going to be. Kind of close because why just blew the bed last week? They're terrible. I'm I'm doing twenty points more than you. I'm going thirty eight, thirty four. Thirty eight, thirty. Ah, man, I. Mm. <laughs> I I don't have a read on this game. They both are terrible. They both have bad defenses. Their offenses aren't very special. You're, so you're telling me, Josh? You think because the defenses are so bad, these offenses are going to come alive? Both of them? Yes. Yes. Or, or it could be completely wrong and we see CSU UNLV. 30 to 10 Hawaii over Nevada. Moving on before I change my pick again. UNLV <laughs> at New Mexico. Uh, this game. How, how, many, how many times are you going to change this one? <laughs> oh, no, I'm locked in on this one. UNLV versus. Or, no, not this one. We'll get to it. Yeah, but we'll I was going to say the next yeah, one. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, we got a good game of the week down the road. This game is on Mount West, Mount West Network, uh, the MW.com backslash watch. Also, it's on the what Silver Sports Entertainment Network if you're in Nevada. Uh, uh, it might. It's in Nevada, so I don't know. Or excuse me. It, it's it is. It, it did. I saw it earlier. It got picked up for okay. a local broadcast. 
I'm not sure if it's in Albuquerque. I should check on that, but I didn't. It is. It's it's at New Mexico. No, I meant the uh, oh, TV the, the channel. No, I think it's I think it's a Nevada regional thing. Okay. All right. So Rebels are a ten point favorite. Over under is a lot. Sixty one and a half. Well, New Mexico, 24, 42, 24, 26, 34. For UNLV, 24, 25, 45, 44, 45. They, did New Mexico play Utah this year? They did not. They played Why did they think they did? They probably have recently. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, we saw UNLV almost, almost beat Fresno last week. They sh- probably should have. Kind of laid an egg against Nevada. Do it. I don't. I would say that. I would say this. New Mexico's offense is showing a little bit more, but also helps when you play a team like Nevada. Because you had Dylan Hopkins, but he had three picks. They brought in Devin Dampier for a minute. So that's the the main reason, clearly, when we talked recap, why Nevada was able to get the win because Hopkins had a bad game. And. If he has that type of game, they're getting they're run out of their home stadium, their university field, their university stadium. There, yeah, UNLV is twelve picks on the year. Yeah, which is not it's not good. It's not it's not awful, but it's also not good. You know what I mean? But when you look at like what Lobos have done, so you're hoping if you're on that aspect, like Hopkins doesn't have the picks like he had last week. The offense is moving a little bit more. And also, we should note real quick, uh, obviously, J.D. Mayev is basically a starter until proven otherwise. As, as, as much as they want to say, you know, Brumfield's still the starter. He's obviously not. I tell the guys, it's so on the depth chart. I'm like, please, I get, there's coaches that don't change your depth chart from week one. University of Utah, you know what their depth chart is? It's basically a wish list. If these guys are healthy, they're starting. <laughs> so they had Cam Rising QB1 for a month. <laughs> Six is he going to play this year? No, he's out for the year. It's been announced. He's that's a whole thing. I don't want to spend 45, 45 minutes talking on because there's a little uh, power play between doctor and team and coach and player. Yeah. So it's it's lame. Uh, so I was like, yeah, the depth chart. It's my Ava, but I I do think New Mexico because we saw what UNLV's defense could do here and there. Like they played pretty good versus CSU when I saw them there. They have some players that can do do type of things, but I think the real key for how bad the game is going to be if Hopkins has the interception, which is clearly to say no picks, one pick, you're fine. But he was frustrated last week. He was upset how it came. He was frustrated, just which makes sense. We played terrible, and three picks is the first time they had it all year. Like when you hear the co- coach Vincent talk there, the OC is like, "Well, we've never been there before. He's never had this type of game. It might have been his worst game of his career." Because he even literally said right here, I probably had the worst first half ever. And that's a him issue. He's not blaming coaches, not anything else. It's just him not playing well. And so maybe yeah. he comes out and pissed and like, okay, I'm going to have a great game. Because everybody backs him. Coach Goodall's like, oh, we'll be fine. He's ready to go. Yet, I also I also think he, he, you know, he's shown that, especially yeah. against Hawaii. Yeah, player of the they, week. I mean, San Jose State is San Jose State. He mm-hmm. had New Mexico in it against Wyoming. He just had an off game. And and when your team that does have great players, you have off game, it's going to snowball. Yeah. But I do think Maeva and Ricky White and guys UNLV has. UNLV is a team where they're like, they're clearly overachieving. I like what Brendan Marion's doing offensively. They get a lot of different people involved with what they're trying to do. Um, and, that, and that's actually what's been surprising to me is, you know, they have been getting so many people involved, but they've been consistent with it. Like, there, there isn't that much of a drop-off between the rotations. Yeah, just look at the running back situation. Vincent Davis, uh, Lester, and Jet Thomas all have about 70-plus carries. Even Courtney Reese has 47 carries. They're they're yeah. fresh. They're, they have depth of running back. Their receiving group is not as deep. They have a lot of people involved, but it's mostly Ricky White and Jacob. Did Jesus – who's – ah. I'm oh, sorry. I stepped on – sorry. Ah. Something was stuck in my keyboard. I apologize. They have, like, literally two receivers. So that's the thing. They only have three with 10-plus receptions. So yeah. as much as Maev is doing, he's not really throwing too many touchdown passes. There's seven on the seven on the air for the team, and he has all of them. His, at, at this point, UNLV is a better Wyoming. Oh, 
Even defensively? Off- offensively. Okay, sorry. Very good. Offensively, UNLV is a better Wyoming. They are what Wyoming wants to be offensively. Yeah, the only difference, what they need is a receiver and a quarterback who can complete more than 57% of his passes. And my and my is at 64. Yeah. So he's mobile enough to not get sacked. He runs a little bit, but not really. Because he has 36, um, whatever you call it, carries. That includes sacks as well. So really 30 rushes. Sacks include Yeah, so... So six sacks, six carries, so 30 carries. So still a couple of game. Like he's still moving a little bit, but he also has one huge run. I I, I don't think New Mexico has a chance, man. Like defensively, the same thing on defensively as a running back. They have a lot of guys with one or two sacks on the year. They have 19 for the year, which is really good. They get after quarterbacks. They have like Jonathan Baldwin is doing quite well this year. Like Jackson Woodward leads the team by far in tackles with almost 70. Cam Oliver's. Doing as as a DB has two sacks and two picks, like he's all over the field, forced to fumble as well. They have a lot of guys, a lot of different areas. There's no way New Mexico can keep up like this. If this is with if this is closer than two touchdowns, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'll say forty-two twenty-seven. You know me. Whoa, yeah, I can see that. I still don't know if New Mexico can get that many points. I'm gonna go thirty to ten. It'll be a little bit closer. I think it'll be set up for a couple of field goals like they do sometimes. I mean, they got 26 against Wyoming. Good point, yeah. I know. I just, uh, I don't know, 61 and a half. No, I'll change. I'll go 40 to 17. That's still under. I think they'll win pretty easily, though. 40 to 17, my final pick there. Sorry, Roger. The level's not going to do all this week. <laughs> Utah State, San Diego State. Oh, my gosh. Do we have to watch this game? Do we have to be part of it? I can't say it's San Diego State. 4 p.m. Pacific, FS1. Aggies are How is this on FS1? What do you mean? I posted the tweet about how it is on FS1, but still, how uh, is it on FS1? What channel should it be on? Mountain West Network? Streaming only? It should, be on F- it should have stayed on FS2. <laughs> it stayed on FS2. Blame the Rangers for winning the World Series early after five games. If you want to see this game, BYU-West Virginia is on Fox, and that game is not going to be all that impressive. It'd be better than this one. I've had to watch BYU for work. You might be wrong. I've had to watch both. <laughs> <laughs> and BYU announced they had to go with the backup quarterback because Keaton Slovis is a Oh, yeah. yeah. And All so. Right. and Well, go watch ABC or something. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go watch something. No, stick it on UNLV New Mexico and then tune into this one occasionally. But no, this game. So we don't know. Coach Blake Anderson's not sure. Or he's, I mean, air quotes, not sure if it's Hillstead or Cooper got quarterback. Does it matter when you play in San Diego State at this point? Because San Diego State just, oh, they're awful. They lost 6-0 to, to Nevada. 6-0. to I can't stress that hard enough. 6-0 to they lost to Nevada. Well, they've had two weeks to sit and think on it, so. Is that good or bad, man? I'm just saying, like, I would be frustrated beyond belief. I mean, that has to be a good thing. You know, you just got your ass kicked the, whole, the worst way possible. And it was close. A winnable ass kick. And it was close, yeah. (laughs) It was close, and they got their ass kicked. So it's just like, it has to be frustrating for them. It's at home. I don't, students don't show up. They don't get a lot of fan sports, so I don't know. It's also super expensive parking and other stuff, which is annoying for fans there. Yeah. I know that's why a lot of people say you should park somewhere else and just take the trolley. That's why I did it. I know Legion Stadium is different. When I was there, I got my t- I got twenty dollars parking like within eight minute walk, pretty quick, not bad. I got I got all these emails. Hey, you want to park on campus or park on stadium parking lot, stadium site? You're right there, eighty five dollars. I'm like card pass <laughs> for one game. Yeah, for one game. That's but, a season long parking pass to CSU. That should be most places. Like I could legit see. I guess season pass is different than game pass, obviously, but. Like if I know it's an NFL stadium, so that's probably part of it too. But it's not. That's the thing is, it's not. What do you mean? It only holds thirty-five thousand. Oh no, no, I meant where I was at. Sorry, apologies. Oh, right. okay. I, just, I mean Allegiant. Now this, I don't know what they're thinking, making it fifty plus bucks to parking. But like for season pass, like if you're a season ticket holder, it shouldn't cost more than two hundred bucks to park at most stadiums. I would think at reasonable Mountain West size, like twenty bucks. Well, a eight, you know what I mean? Like that should be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I should. I should. I should clarify. All season, all parking passes at CSU are a hundred dollars. Yeah. However, different parking lots have different donation requirements. Oh, of course, yes. When I looked at getting tickets years ago for University of Utah season tickets, you had to do that minimum donation. I'm like, screw this. I'm. I'm good. 
Like, I'm okay. It's whatever. But this game, so do you want... Oh, yes, go ahead. I was just going to say, CSU at least has some that don't require a donation. I think Utah had every... Lowest one, I think, was a $500 donation. I'm like, no. All right. So Ryan Lindley, do you want to know the one word he called this game? The Nevada game? Crap. A hiccup. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He's like, oh my God, like his quotes, like the worst thing hands down about football is that you can't get in the saddle for another week. Like, what is he? I get it. No, I understand what he's saying, but it just sounds weird. Where they're off, they have the off week. They lost six zero against one of the worst teams in college football. Their offense is just a disaster. And he does mention like, oh, we're pretty happy how we internalized it because people are punching the wall somewhere when you're not looking. Um, but they're not good defensively either. Yeah, like he gets real. Like it's embarrassing. Everybody felt that way, which is a good way to own it, which you should. And you want to get back out there, get it back out there and play. So maybe they're practicing harder, working more to try to get a win, to do something positive. But Utah State, I don't honestly, I don't think it matters who starts Hillstead or Legal. They're both within the same range. Like the outcome for both quarterbacks are within ten percent of each other. I don't see there being a big swing either either guy. So I don't think it matters who Utah State throws up against them, but. It's funny here. It's like this is the same team that put 21 points on the fourth quarter against Hawaii. Well, it's also Hawaii. And you should have done that. They put up points against Boise State, whose defense isn't great in my opinion. They're okay. They're getting better. But Lindsey's like, at this point, we're working on the fundamentals. I'm like, if you're working on fundamentals in week 10, there's a problem. Did you see the, did you see the over-under for this game? Um, <laughs> 57 and a half? What? No way. I don't know if they'll reach 40. Uh, Utah State's okay. Utah State can score some points. They scored 38 first James Madison. They scored 30-plus in all but two games, I think, if I'm correct here. Yeah, they put up 21 versus San Jose State. That's their one under. Iowa was 14. And then, no, just two games, if I'm correct. Yeah, because they scored 30 versus Fresno and lost. If that's going to happen, Utah State has to do a lot of the heavy lifting if it's going to get 57 and a half. Oh, yeah. I'm saying 27-20. You say, I, know it's over, I know it's over 40, but... Okay. You think? Wait, hold on. You think San Diego State can score 20 points? Against this defense, yeah. <laughs> Good point. I just, you're, but you're right about saying San Diego State has no elite defense. They have no passing game. Their running game is just not really all that good. They're a team that has no identity when their defense is just barely average, right? Yep. I don't think they're getting. I'm going twenty. I'm going thirty-three ten Utah State. Take if, like, if we're picking, we don't we don't do like locks of the week or guarantee whatever because they're kind of dumb or lame. But I think this one. I think the take Utah State to cover and take the under. I don't think that's 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 an easy play, right? Yeah, that's what I'd probably go with. Final game of the day, big game of the day, seven p.m. Pacific, CBS Sports Network. Fresno State hosting Boise State. Fresno is a slight two and a half point favorite. Um, is Boise still doing that two quarterback thing? Is that their plan? Yes. Why? Because I mean, worked, it worked last week. They. Someone, I don't know if it was posted in our chat or not, or maybe I just saw it on someone's Twitter account. But they they went to they, they were doing the percentages of Taylor Green and, and Maddox Madsen, and Madsen was you know progressively getting more, and eventually he I think he had seventy eight percent of the snaps against Wyoming last week. But he's not taking the practice snaps, right? No, he's taking like twenty percent of them. So stupid! What are you doing? I don't. I mean, we he. I, I I've talked about this at Nas, but he's like, he's the better quarterback for the offense. Like, get bring Taylor Green into as you yeah. know as as the special attraction, um, you know as as the Cosart package. Oh boy! But Maddox Mason needs to be the starting quarterback because he can run this offense. He can get this offense moving down the field. You mean wait? Translation: He can throw the ball and get the guys who can catch it. Yes. <laughs> That's what he does? You know, like, uh, what a quarterback typically does? 
So that's what you're telling me, right? He can like he's he can at least give his receivers a chance. Like some of the throws that Tal- like some of the throws that Talon is making, like just what are you throwing at type of throws? He also has five picks to two. So there's that. Uh so this it's gonna be interesting because I assume they're gonna do the same scenario, same situation. Where why wouldn't they? It's working worked last week versus Wyoming. I do think the big thing is George Swanee being healthy. With well, him, now, now the question is: Is Genty healthy? Yeah, oh yeah, bring that up too because he didn't play in the second half last week, I believe it was. So if Genty is out, that's obviously a bigger blow than Helani because Genty is clearly their number one running back. I'm trying to see if like Rotowire has something real quick. I kind of forgot about the injury situation, but like he's so good. Like he had 200 yards against uh, State like last month. He is put on the mid-season watch list for the Maxwell Award. So he. I don't know, man. I'm trying to see if there's any update. I don't think there was. No, it was a lower leg injury, I believe. Is that what they called it? I, I forget. I'm trying to see if he's pulled up here in any injury reports. I can find like a murder wire or something. But if he doesn't go, if he's not fully healthy, that's a clear issue. Because Halani's back. Maybe Halani can pick up and do just as good. But I we, I, I, I don't trust I him. Think, I think they still have Halani on a pitch count. They have. I think, yeah. I think they'll lean more on Dunbar. Or Dubar, excuse me. And he and, got, they, and then if they don't, they'll just, you know, throw more. I mean, they only threw 21 times. They threw 21 times against Wyoming and ran the ball 50. Crazy. Well, also Dubar got those goal line carries too, if I recall, in the, inside the 10. I so, believe. I think he got the touchdown. So yeah, I, I know he got so. touchdowns. So he got those. Um, I And then we look at Fresno. So, Mickey Keene's more healthy. They... Should be favored by more. I don't know why it's such a close line. They're seven and one. Is it because they have, they have to be based on what happened last week and the fact that it's technically a trophy game? Or I shouldn't say technically. It wait, is wait, a trophy game. Ooh, which one is it? Is it Milk Can, right? Yeah, it's Milk Can. Try Milk Can. So, and they seemed all right. Like Boise's lost and won. They both won against each other. First, they won the title on, on the blue and the, was it uh, Ronnie Rivers touchdown to the corner? I get is that the Is that the controversy one where, like, Fresno had just beaten Boise or something like that. They played back-to-back weeks? Yeah. I don't remember which one it was. I don't recall. Um, I do remember that was one where they played back-to-back. But I don't see why it's this close. Boise had one good game last week. Fresno barely beat UNLV. It's like, but UNLV is a good team. Like, they're not terrible, obviously. To be fair, they also barely beat, they barely beat Utah, Utah State. Yeah, there's that loss they to They lost to Wyoming. Yeah, their past month has been... Okay, and but we know that because they only beat Nevada twenty seven nine. They're plus eight versus ASU and won twenty nine zero or plus seven, whatever it was. It's just a matter of which Fresno State team shows up. Yeah, because Fresno's projected to win like by sixty percent, which makes sense in FPI. Like they have Mickey King, good receive, good quarterback. They have all the. I think they have pretty good playmakers on the outside, but like Boise, I don't know why. Like they they're not playing that much better. Lost to CSU. Barely beat San Jose State, lost to Memphis, lost. They barely beat San Diego State. It's well, they were. You have to remember, Boise State was hurt a lot. They I finally know. got back a number of starters against Wyoming. I so I don't, I don't know if if they're taking that to account with the line, but it is something to watch. You know, especially like especially if Genty can go because if Genty can go and it was just you know a one game thing, like it might be, it might come down to the last possession. I, no, I think it could, yes. If Genty plays in Boise, because when they played Wyoming, Wyoming's no slots overall, we know. And had Wyoming had Whaley, maybe it's a different story, or more like more production production out there. I do I do think it'll be closer regardless. If Genty plays and Hawani's healthy, and also the offensive line's finally healthy for Boise, and, and that's the same one. They haven't given, given up that many sacks. I do think they haven't changed swings. They were impressive versus Wyoming for a majority of the game. Yeah. Where Fresno settles for field goals sometimes. They don't finish drives as efficiently as you'd like to. I'm trying to see what the red zone percentage is. But I do say this they have the better quarterback. They have better defenders on this Fresno State team. They are playing it seemingly seems like they play closer to their competition than who they're better than. And but again, they're also freaking seven to one. But <laughs> they can be explosive when needed, like look at the UNLV game scoring twenty one points that third quarter. But I'm just 
The only reason I'm hesitant is Boise played showed up last week to be a good team. Like if Sherrod, is he going to get good good production this game this year or this week? I should say they have plenty of good receivers: Eric Brooks, Jalen Moss, Jalen Jalen Gill. They have all these receivers, so they can spread it to a lot of players in touchdowns too with the 23 touchdowns. That I'm, might be the difference maker for me because I know Boise has doesn't have that good of a secondary. Nope. And that's probably, I agree, it's probably going to be a difference because they throw to so many. It's not just that it's 23 touchdowns for the team, I should say, because Logan Fife and then maybe Gill will get another. He's two for two with two touchdown passes. Pretty good percentage there <laughs> as a wide receiver throwing the ball. I they First of all, it's a better quarterback. They have the better receiving group. They don't have the better running backs that goes toward Boise, regardless if it's Lonnie or Genty or both or Dubar. Like they Fresno has like Gilliam and Sherrod, so good combo, but overall not quite there. Defense, Boise secondary is not very good. Um, Fresno State has a bunch of guys, nobody elite. I guess you know, Jacob Holmes has four sacks, is obviously pretty good. So there's that to consider, but I think Fresno is going because they have the better offense. Pass like passing the ball, I think that's why. But it's going to be pretty close. I think there'll be at least thirty points, maybe for both teams. I don't know about that. You don't think it'll hit 60? I'm saying 31-30. For who? It'll be very close to see if they both get to 30. <laughs> so who has your 31 points, though? Fresno. Fresno's going to win. I agree Fresno's going to win as well. I think Boise kind of drops back down a bit. I'm going to go 30-17 to 17 Fresno State. I don't know if I don't know if Fresno's going to cover that much. Yeah. They they got this. Trust me, they got this. I, I, the, Fresno's going to win. Okay. I just don't think it's going to be thirteen points. Okay. I like to. I, I like close games, but I just kind of think, like, eh, maybe it'd be closer because Fresno's defense are the same. I'll, I'll I'll make a change. I'll go thirty to twenty for Fresno. I think they'll win. Where Boise will kick a couple field goals and Fresno will get touchdowns, and that'll be the difference. Okay. Anything else to add for week 10? Nope. I'm all good for me. All my picks are good. They're going to win, so trust me only, not Josh. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. That's never going to happen. MWR.com. Check everything out we have for this weekend. Um, if you like this show and we screw around, hey, just go in. I want more of this next week. Next time. Do that, please. <laughs> have a great weekend. Good luck to your Rams, Josh. See if they can beat Wyoming. We'll see how that goes. But uh, we'll see. Yep, yeah, and we'll see. Uh, see you next time, everybody.